0: Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 82. This week we're going to read the book of Mark, chapters 1 through 8. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this chance that we have to consider again the life of Jesus. We pray that we'll understand how Jesus was a human, just like us, Yet, he did what none of us have ever done. He lived his life perfectly so that he could be a perfect sacrifice for us. I pray that we would understand that he is God, that you were willing to come and pay the price for our sins, taking upon yourself the responsibility that none of us could handle. We'd all failed. We thank you through Jesus. Amen. The Good News According to Mark, Chapter 1 The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make ready the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness, and preaching the baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sins. All the country of Judea and all those of Jerusalem went out to him. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. John was clothed with camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. He preached, saying, After me comes one who is mightier than I, the thong of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and loosen. I baptize you in water, but he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Immediately, coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. A voice came out of the sky, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Immediately the Spirit drove him out into the wilderness. He was there in the wilderness. Forty days tempted by Satan, he was with the wild animals, and the angels were serving him. Now after John was taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the good news of God's kingdom, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and God's kingdom is at hand. Repent, and believe in the good news. Passing along by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers for men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on a little further from there, he sought James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were also in the boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. They went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. They were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as having authority, and not as the scribes. Immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Ha! What do we have to do with you, Jesus, you Nazarene? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God! Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet, and come out of him. The unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. The report of him went out immediately everywhere into all the region of Galilee and its surrounding area. Immediately, when they had come out of the synagogue, they came into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. He came and took her by the hand and raised her up. The fever left her immediately, and she served them. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick, and those who were possessed by demons. All the city was gathered together at the door. He healed many who were sick with various diseases, and cast out many demons. He didn't allow the demons to speak, because they knew him. Early in the morning, while it was still dark, he rose up and went out, and departed into a deserted place, and prayed there. Simon and those who were with him searched for him. They found him and told him, Everyone is looking for you. He said to them, Let's go elsewhere into the next towns, that I may preach there also, because I came out for this reason. He went into their synagogues throughout all Galilee, preaching and casting out demons. A leper came to him, begging him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you want to, you can make me clean. Being moved with compassion, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I want to be made clean. When he had said this, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was made clean. He strictly warned him, and immediately sent him out, and said to him, See that you say nothing to anybody, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing the things which Moses commanded for a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it much, and to spread about the matter so that Jesus could no more openly enter into a city, but was outside in desert places. People came to him from everywhere. CHAPTER 2 When he entered again into Capernaum, after some days, it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately many were gathered together, so that there was no more room, not even around the door, and he spoke the word to them. Four people came, carrying a paralytic to him. When they could not come near to him for the crowd, they removed the roof where he was. When they had broken it up, they let down the mat that the paralytic was lying on. Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, "'Son, your sins are forgiven you.' But there were some of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, "'Why does this man speak blasphemies like that? Who can forgive sins but God alone?' Immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, said to them, "'Why do you reason these things in your hearts?' Which is easier to tell the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Arise, and take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I tell you, Arise, take up your mat, and go to your house. He arose, and immediately took up the mat, and went out in front of them all. So that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. He went out again by the seaside. All the multitude came to him, and he taught them. As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. He was reclining at the table in his house, and many tax collectors and sinners sat down with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. The scribes and the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with the sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are healthy have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and they came and asked him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples don't fast? Jesus said to them, Can the groomsmen fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they can't fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, or else the patch shrinks, and the new tears away from the old. And a worse hole is made. No one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the skins, and the wine pours out and the skins will be destroyed. But they put new wine into fresh wineskins. He was going on the Sabbath day through the grain fields, and his disciples began as they went to pluck the ears of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Behold, why do they do that which is not lawful on the Sabbath day? He said to them, Did you never read what David did when he had need and was hungry, he and those who were with him? how he entered into God's house at the time of Abiathar the high priest, and ate the showbread, which is not lawful to eat except for the priests, and gave also to those who were with him. He said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Therefore the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. Chapter 3 He entered again into the synagogue, and there was a man there who had his hand withered. They watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him. He said to the man who had his hand withered, "'Stand up,' he said to them. Is it lawful on the Sabbath day to do good, or to do harm, to save a life, or to kill?' But they were silent. When he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved at the hardening of their hearts, he said to the man, "'Stretch out your hand.' He stretched it out, and his hand was restored as healthy as the other. The Pharisees went out and immediately conspired with the Herodians against him, how they might destroy him. Jesus withdrew to the sea with his disciples, and a great multitude followed him from Galilee, from Judea, from Jerusalem, from Idumea, beyond the Jordan, and those from around Tyre and Sidon. A great multitude, hearing what great things he did, came to him. He spoke to his disciples that a little boat should stay near him because of the crowd, so that they wouldn't press on him, for he had healed many, so that as many as had diseases pressed on him that they might touch him. The unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, fell down before him and cried, You are the Son of God! He sternly warned them that they should not make him known. He went up into the mountain and called to himself those whom he wanted, and they went to him. He appointed twelve, that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach, and to have authority to heal sicknesses, and to cast out demons. Simon... To whom he gave the name Peter, James the son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James, whom he called Boanerges, which means sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Then he came into a house. The multitude came together again, so that they could not so much as eat bread. When his friends heard it, they went out to seize him, for they said, He is insane. The scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has beelzebub and by the prince of the demons he casts out the demons. He summoned them and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. If Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he can't stand but has an end. But no one can enter into the house of the strong man to plunder unless he first binds the strong man. Then he will plunder his house. Most certainly I tell you, all sins of the descendants of man will be forgiven, including their blasphemies with which they may blaspheme. But whoever may blaspheme against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness but is subject to eternal condemnation. Because, they said, he has an unclean spirit. His mother and his brothers came, and standing outside they sent to him, calling him. A multitude was sitting around him, and they told him, Behold, your mother, your brothers, and your sisters are outside looking for you. He answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? Looking around at those who sat around him, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers For whoever does the will of God is my brother, my sister, and mother. Chapter 4 Again he began to teach by the seaside. A great multitude was gathered to him, so that he entered into a boat in the sea and sat down. All the multitude were on the land by the sea. He taught them many things in parables, and told them in his teaching, Listen, behold, the farmer went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the road, and the birds came and devoured it. Others fell on the rocky ground, where it had little soil, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of soil. When the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Others fell into the good ground and yielded fruit, growing up and increasing, some produced thirty times. Some sixty times and some one hundred times as much. He said, Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. When he was alone, those who were around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. He said to them, To you is given the mystery of God's kingdom, but to those who are outside, all things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest perhaps they should turn again, and their sins should be forgiven them. He said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How will you understand all the parables? The farmer sows the word. The ones by the road are the ones where the word is sown. And when they have heard, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word, which has been sown in them. These in the same way are those who are sown on the rocky places, who, after they have heard the word, immediately receive it with joy. They have no root in themselves, but are short-lived. When oppression or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they stumble. Others are those who are sown among the thorns. These are those who have heard the word, and the cares of this age, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Those which are sown on the good ground Those who hear the word, and accept it, and bear fruit, some thirty times, some sixty times, and some one hundred times. He said to them, Is the lamp brought to be put under a basket, or under a bed? Isn't it put on a stand? For there is nothing hidden, except that it should be made known. Neither was anything made secret, but that it should come to light. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. He said to them, Take heed what you hear. With whatever measure you measure, it will be measured to you, and more will be given to you who hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he who doesn't have, even that which he has, will be taken away from him. He said, God's kingdom is as if a man should cast seed on the earth, and should sleep, and rise night and day, and the seed should spring up and grow, though he doesn't know how. For the earth bears fruit by itself, first the blade, then the ear then the full grain in the ear but when the fruit is ripe immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest is come he said how will we liken god's kingdom or with what parable will we illustrate it it's like a grain of mustard seed which when it is sown on the earth though it is less than all the seeds that are on the earth yet when it is sown grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs and puts out great branches so that the birds of the sky can lodge under its shadow. With many such parables he spoke the word to them, as they were able to hear it. Without a parable he didn't speak to them, but privately to his own disciples he explained everything. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let's go over to the other side. Leaving the multitude, they took him with them, even as he was in the boat. Other small boats were also with him. A big windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so much that the boat was already filled. He himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him up and told him, "'Teacher, don't you care that we are dying?' He awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, "'Peace, be still.' The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, "'Why are you so afraid? How is it that you have no faith?' They were greatly afraid, and said to one another, "'Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him?' Chapter 5 They came to the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. When he had come out of the boat, immediately a man with an unclean spirit met him out of the tombs. He lived in the tombs. Nobody could bind him any more, not even with chains, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the fetters broken in pieces.' Nobody had the strength to tame him. Always, night and day, in the tombs and in the mountains, he was crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and bowed down to him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, you son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, don't torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. He asked him, What is your name? He said to him, my name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him much, that he would not send them away out of the country. Now on the mountainside there was a great herd of pigs feeding. All the demons begged him, saying, Send us into the pigs, that we may enter into them. At once Jesus gave them permission. The unclean spirits came out and entered into the pigs. The herd of about two thousand rushed down the steep bank into the sea, and they were drowned in the sea. Those who fed the pigs fled and told it in the city and in the country. The people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and saw him who had been possessed by demons sitting, clothed, and in his right mind, even him who had the legion, and they were afraid. Those who saw it declared to them what happened to him who was possessed by demons and about the pigs. They began to beg him to depart from their region. As he was entering into the boat, He who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might be with him. He didn't allow him, but said to him, Go to your house, to your friends, and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you, and how he had mercy on you. He went his way, and began to proclaim in Decapolis how Jesus had done great things for him, and everyone marveled. When Jesus had crossed back over in the boat to the other side, a great multitude was gathered to him, and he was by the sea. Behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, came, and seeing him he fell at his feet, and begged him much, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healthy and live. He went with him, and a great multitude followed him, and they pressed upon him on all sides. A certain woman, who had a discharge of blood for twelve years, and had suffered many things by many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse, Having heard the things concerning Jesus, came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes, for she said, If I just touch his clothes I will be made well. Immediately the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, You see the multitude pressing against you and you say, Who touched me? He looked around to see who had done this thing, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had been done to her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be cured of your disease. While he was still speaking, the people came from the synagogue ruler's house, saying, Your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? But Jesus, when he heard the message spoken, immediately said to the ruler of the synagogue, Don't be afraid, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. He came to the synagogue ruler's house, and he saw an uproar, weeping and great wailing. When he had entered in, he said to them, Why do you make an uproar and weep? The child is not dead, but is asleep. They ridiculed him, but he, having put them all out, took the father of the child, her mother, and those who were with him, and went in where the child was lying. Taking the girl by the hand, he said to her, Talitha Kumi, which means, being interpreted, Girl, I tell you, get up. Immediately the girl rose up and walked, for she was twelve years old. They were amazed with great amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this, and commanded that something should be given to her to eat. Chapter 6 He went out from there, He came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what is the wisdom that is given to this man, that such mighty works come about by his hands? Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judah, and Simon? Aren't his brothers here with us? They were offended at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, and among his own relatives, and in his own house. He could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. He marveled because of their unbelief. He went around the villages teaching. He called to himself the twelve and began to send them out, two by two, and he gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He commanded them, that they should take nothing for their journey except a staff only, no bread, no wallet, no money in their purse, but to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. He said to them, Whenever you enter into a house, stay there until you depart from there. Whoever will not receive you nor hear you as you depart from there, shake off the dust that is under your feet for a testimony against them. Assuredly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment, then for that city. They went out and preached that people should repent. They cast out many demons, and anointed many with oil who were sick, and healed them. King Herod heard this, for his name had become known, and he said, John the baptizer is risen from the dead, therefore these powers are at work in him. But others said, He is Elijah. Others said, He is a prophet, or like one of the prophets. But Herod, when he heard this, said, This is John, whom I beheaded. He has risen from the dead. For Herod himself had sent out and arrested John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Herodias set herself against him and desired to kill him, but she couldn't. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man and kept him safe. When he heard him, he did many things, and he heard him gladly. Then a convenient day came, that Herod, on his birthday, made a supper for his nobles, the high officers, and the chief men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias herself came in and danced, she pleased Herod and those sitting with him. The king said to the young lady, Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He swore to her, Whatever you shall ask of me, I will give you up to half of my kingdom." SHE WENT OUT AND SAID TO HER MOTHER, WHAT SHALL I ASK? SHE SAID, THE HEAD OF JOHN THE BAPTIZER. SHE CAME IN IMMEDIATELY WITH HASTE TO THE KING, AND ASKED, I WANT YOU TO GIVE ME RIGHT NOW THE HEAD OF JOHN THE BAPTIZER ON A PLATTER. THE KING WAS EXCEEDINGLY SORRY, BUT FOR THE SAKE OF HIS oaths AND OF HIS DINNER GUESTS, HE DIDN'T WISH TO REFUSE HER. IMMEDIATELY THE KING SENT OUT A SOLDIER OF HIS GUARD AND COMMANDED TO BRING JOHN'S HEAD, AND HE WENT AND BEHEADED HIM IN THE PRISON. And brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the young lady, and the young lady gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard this, they came and took up his corpse, and laid it in a tomb. The apostles gathered themselves together to Jesus, and they told him all things, whatever they had done, and whatever they had taught. He said to them, You come apart into a deserted place, and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. They went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. They saw them going, and many recognized him, and ran there on foot from all the cities. They arrived before them and came together to him. Jesus came out, saw a great multitude, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. When it was late in the day, his disciples came to him and said, This place is deserted. And it is late in the day. Send them away, that they may go into the surrounding country and villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. They asked him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread, and give them something to eat? He said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go see. When they knew, they said, Five and two fish. He commanded them that everyone should sit down in groups on the green grass. They sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. He took the five loaves and the two fish. Looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke the loaves, and he gave to his disciples to set before them, and he divided the two fish among them. They all ate and were filled. They took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces, and also of the fish. Those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat, and to go ahead to the other side to Bethsaida, while he himself sent the multitude away. After he had taken leave of them, he went up the mountain to pray. When evening had come, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. Seeing them distressed and rowing, for the wind was contrary to them, about the fourth watch of the night he came to them walking on the sea, and he would have passed them by. But they, when they saw him walking on the sea, supposed that it was a ghost, and cried out. For they all saw him, and were troubled. But he immediately spoke with them, and said to them, Cheer up, it is I, don't be afraid. He got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased, and they were very amazed among themselves, and marveled, for they hadn't understood about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret, and moored to the shore. When they had come out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him and ran around that whole region and began to bring those who were sick on their mats to where they heard he was. Wherever he entered into villages or into cities or into the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might just touch the fringe of his garment and as many as touched him were made well. Chapter 7 Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes gathered together to him, having come from Jerusalem. Now when they saw some of his disciples eating bread with defiled, that is, unwashed, hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews don't eat unless they wash their hands and forearms, holding to the tradition of the elders. They don't eat when they come from the marketplace unless they bathe themselves. And there are many other things which they have received a hold to, washings of cups, pitchers, bronze vessels, and couches. THE PHARISEES AND THE SCRIBES ASKED HIM, WHY DON'T YOUR DISCIPLES WALK ACCORDING TO THE TRADITION OF THE ELDERS, BUT EAT THEIR BREAD WITH UNWASHED HANDS? HE ANSWERED THEM, WELL DID ISAIAH PROPHESY OF YOU HYPOCRITES, AS IT IS WRITTEN, THIS PEOPLE HONORS ME WITH THEIR LIPS, BUT THEIR HEART IS FAR FROM ME, BUT THEY WORSHIP ME IN VAIN, TEACHING AS DOCTRINES THE COMMANDMENTS OF MEN. FOR YOU SET ASIDE THE COMMANDMENT OF GOD, AND HOLD TIGHTLY TO THE TRADITION OF MEN, the washing of pitchers and cups, and you do many other such things. He said to them, Full well do you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, If a man tells his father or his mother, Whatever profit you may have received from me is Corban. That is to say, given to God, then you no longer allow him to do anything for his father or his mother, making void the word of God by your tradition, which you have handed down. You do many things like this. He called all the multitude to himself and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand, there is nothing from outside of the man that going into him can defile him, but the things which proceed out of the man are those that defile the man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When he had entered into a house, away from the multitude, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, Are you also without understanding? Don't you perceive that whatever goes into the man from outside can't defile him, because it doesn't go into his heart, but into his stomach, then into the latrine, making all foods clean? He said, That which proceeds out of the man, that defiles the man, for from within... Out of the hearts of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, sexual sins, murders, thefts, covetings, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. All these things come from within and defile the man. From there he arose and went away into the borders of Tyre and Sidon. He entered into a house and didn't want anyone to know it, but he couldn't escape notice. For a woman, whose little daughter had an unclean spirit, having heard of him, came and fell down at his feet. Now, the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by race. She begged him that he would cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not appropriate to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. He said to her, for this saying, Go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. She went away to her house, and found the child having been laid on the bed with the demon gone out. Again he departed from the borders of Tyre and Sidon, and came to the Sea of Galilee, through the middle of the region of Decapolis. They brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. They begged him to lay his hands on him. He took him aside from the multitude privately, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, "'Ephaphatha,' that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was released, and he spoke clearly. He commanded them that they should tell no one, but the more he commanded them, so much the more widely they proclaimed it. They were astonished beyond measure, saying, "'He has done all things well. He makes even the deaf hear and the mute speak.' Chapter 8 In those days, when there was a very great multitude, and they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to himself and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have stayed with me now three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them away fasting to their home, they will faint on the way, for some of them have come a long way. His disciples answered him, From where could one satisfy these people with bread here in a deserted place? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. He commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves. Having given thanks, he broke them, and gave them to his disciples to serve, and they served the multitude. They had a few small fish. Having blessed them, he said to serve these also. They ate, and were filled. They took up seven baskets of broken pieces that were left over. Those who had eaten were about four thousand. "'Then he sent them away. "'Immediately he entered into the boat with his disciples "'and came into the region of Dalmanutha. "'The Pharisees came out and began to question him, "'seeking from him a sign from heaven and testing him. "'He sighed deeply in his spirit and said, "'Why does this generation seek a sign? "'Most certainly I tell you, "'no sign will be given to this generation.' "'He left them, and again entering into the boat, "'departed to the other side. "'They forgot to take bread.' and they didn't have more than one loaf in the boat with them. He warned them, saying, Take heed, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. They reasoned with one another, saying, It's because we have no bread. Jesus, perceiving it, said to them, Why do you reason that it is because you have no bread? Don't you perceive yet, neither understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, don't you see? Having ears, don't you hear? Don't you remember, when I broke the five loaves among the five thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They told him, Twelve. When the seven loaves fed the four thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They told him, Seven. He asked them, Don't you understand yet? He came to Bethsaida. They brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him took hold of the blind man by the hand, and brought him out of the village. When he had spat on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. He looked up and said, I see men, for I see them like trees walking. Then again he laid his hands on his eyes. He looked intently and was restored, and saw everyone clearly. He sent him away to his house, saying, Don't enter into the village, nor tell anyone in the village. Jesus went out with his disciples into the villages of Caesarea Philippi. On the way he asked his disciples, Who do men say that I am? They told him, John the baptizer, and others say Elijah, but others one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ. He commanded them that they should tell no one about him. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He spoke to them openly. Peter took him and began to rebuke him, but he, turning around and seeing his disciples, rebuked Peter, and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you have in mind not the things of God, but the things of men. He called the multitude to himself with his disciples, and said to them, Whoever wants to come after me, Let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, and whoever will lose his life for my sake and the sake of the good news will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, and forfeit his life? For what will a man give in exchange for his life? For whoever will be ashamed of me, and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man also will be ashamed of him when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.